Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, good afternoon, and or good evening to you all around the world. This is Reverend Essie of New Birth Ministries Church Online wishing you victory, Yeshua, love, joy, peace, wit, wealth, success, patience, virtue, good health, money, mercy, grace, support, rock, wisdom, positivity, abundance, prosperity, greatness, and Yahweh. Church Online with me, Reverend Essie, every Sunday at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time is for those who cannot attend the usual brick-and-mortar service, who don't want to leave their church but still need to hear the word momentarily for various reasons, such as being sick or shut in, transportation troubles, and so forth. Know that we are praying for you and for God to send you favor quickly. And also remember that troubles don't last always. Amen. You have the victory, my friend. And check out our new website at revessie.org. God bless. And happy Mother's Day 2019 to all of our listeners out there, all you people that love the Lord. Hallelujah. God rose us up another morning. And for that, I am thankful. How's about you? Amen. God is good all the time. And all the time, God is good. Hallelujah. This is Reverend Essie of New Birth Ministries. And um, I'm very, very happy today. God is good just for the sake of knowing that we belong to him. And he fights our battles and we lack for nothing. We want for nothing. He knows the proper timing of the things that we need. Amen. He's there, fights our battles for us, feeds us, clothes us. We never run out because God is good. Amen. Hallelujah. Today, um, I'll be expounding from Titus chapter 2, if you want to get your swords and prepare, um, Titus chapter 2 on the things that we should be doing as godly women. Just some things, okay? Not to cover everything, but what Titus chapter 2 says is awesome. And um, this is the truth, which is God's word, and it's not as the world sees it. You know, so many people out there want to be worldly, and they want to dress like the world, act like the world, and talk and think like the world, (laughs) And to God be the glory, we cannot do that. There's a certain way God wants us to behave, amen, or he wouldn't have put it in his word, amen. (laughs) Amen, God is good. And we will discuss that right after this.
That is a song for Mama 
by boys to men. I used to love boys to men, still do. Amen. A song for mama. You know, I had two mothers. Um, I was blessed, I'll say it that way, with two mothers. And the first one I lost when I was three months old. And the second the second one I lost when I was eight years old, around eight or nine years old. And God was with me all the time. You know, um, it hurts. There's a lot of people, a lot of people today who are mourning and missing their mothers. But God's God, God has them. You know, they're in God's hands right now. They're not crying anymore. They're not going through hurt anymore or pain anymore. Amen. And uh, I just want to comfort you and encourage you and let you know that God is in control. And it's okay to cry. It's okay to miss somebody. You know, just don't stay in it too long. You know, um, leave it to God. Know that God has it in his hands and everything is going to be all right. Amen. Amen. Throughout all these years, you know, um, without a mother, there are some people that, you know, just don't. Um, there's some people we have to keep people in prayer. Okay. Uh, that's what I'm trying to say here because some people are missing that love. There are some people out there that never had a chance um, long enough to experience that type of love. And it's hard for them. See, this is why we shouldn't judge people. You never know what somebody's going through until you walk a mile in their shoes. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So let's keep everybody in prayer. Have a good time. For those of you who do are blessed with having your mother, God bless you. You are blessed. Hallelujah. Have a good time with them. And for those of you who have a mom, Okay, um, and, and you're just upset about something. They made you mad or, so you know, we always, in, in this flesh, we always find something wrong in some kind of way. Forgive them. Yeah, today is a day of forgiving mothers. Okay, I'm going to say it that way. Today is a day of forgiving mothers. Okay, because first of all, even though the mom might have did something, okay, um, that you, that it's important to you, but then again, don't we all make mistakes? Don't we all make mistakes in some kind of way? You know, don't let the devil get in the middle of your relationship and cause you to hate your mom. I don't care what she did. If it wasn't for her, you wouldn't be here today. Amen. God is good. God is good. Amen. So bless your mother and your mother, and and God will bless you. Amen. Bless your mother, and that's work. And God will bless you. The Bible says that whenever you treat your parents right, you that is a key to living long. Amen. Hallelujah. Didn't mean to go that long, but Father God, I did. And Father God, I invite you into this place. You're always welcome onto uh, this radio show, the ministry that you have created. And Holy Spirit, use me today. I bless each and every person at the sound of my voice that is listening to this, whether they're on phone, uh, whether they're on a computer. Uh, I bless each and every household, Father God, and I speak freedom into their lives. That's why your son Jesus died so that we can have freedom. I speak peace into their lives in Jesus' holy name. Hallelujah. I speak abundance into their lives, wisdom and knowledge of prosperity 
into their lives because you said I can, Father God. And you gave me this platform to be able to do so, and I am going to bless the Lord at all times, and his praise shall continually be in my mouth. Father God, use me today to set some captive free, to tell somebody about the love of your son, Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. And we also lift up all of the prayer requests requests that we received to you. We give them to you in your lap, on your heavenly throne. (coughs) Father, we thank you for that. Thank you for sitting high, looking low, but all in the same time being within us. You are so good. You're the only God that can do that, the triune God. Hallelujah. The God that sent his son down and died on a dirty cross and shed his blood for us so much that water came out, shed it just for us, died, took all of our sins with us, and then rose three days later getting victory over sin and evil, and and helping us, setting the captives free. Jesus, we thank you for what you did. Oh, my, my, my. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' holy name and only. Amen. And amen. Hallelujah. Turn your swords to uh, Titus. I'll read the entire entire, uh, chapter of Titus, chapter 2. These are directions that were given to Titus. From the Apostle Paul. You know, the Apostle Paul wrote most of the New Testament. Uh, and I just want to say something real quick before I get into it. The fact that the Apostle Paul was once, um, he hated Christians. He, he literally hated Christians. And uh, was blamed, uh, written in history, recorded in history as helping to murder Christians. I mean, he, this man hated Christians. And um, God saved him. He saw the light, <laughs> okay? Anyway, we'll say it that way. He saw the light, and, and God saved him, okay? He was killing God's people and mistreating God's people, um, much like nonbelievers do us today, okay? Um, he was one of those, okay? And but God, but God, okay? We'll say it that way. But God, God stepped in, and, and Paul saw the light. And he began to preach the word. Can you imagine how people felt about him at that time? They knew him at one time hating Christians, and all of a sudden he's a he's a follower, he's a believer. Okay, don't they kind of say that about you too, about us? Okay, so if the Apostle Paul wrote most of the New Testament that we study now in the spirit of the Most High God, it's not just a, a poetry book. Okay, it's written with the, with the uh, inspiration of the Most High God. If he can do it, why can't we? Amen. There's nothing that you have done that is so bad that God can't forgive you. I don't know. God just wanted me to say that today, so let him have his way. All right, so cha- Titus chapter 2. And it reads like this. But speak thou the things which become sound doctrine... That the aged men be sober, grave, temperate, sound in faith, in charity, in patience. The aged women likewise, that they be in behavior as becometh holiness. Not false accusers, not given too much wine, teachers of good things. That they may teach the young women to be sober, to love their husbands, to love their children. To be discreet, chaste 
keepers at home, good, obedient to their own husbands, that the word of God be not blasphemed. Young men likewise exhort to be sober-minded, in all things showing thyself a pattern of good works, in doctrine showing uncorruptness, gravity, sincerity. Sound speech that cannot be condemned, that he that is of the contrary part may be ashamed, having no evil thing to say of you. Exhort servants to be obedient unto their own masters and to please them well in all things, not answering again, not purloining, but showing all good fidelity that they may adorn the doctrine of God our Savior in all things. For the grace of God that bringeth salvation has appeared unto all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world, looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us that he might redeem us from all iniquity and purify unto himself a peculiar people, zealous of good work. These things speak and exhort and rebuke with all authority. Let no man despise thee. Amen. Let God add a blessing. God has already added a blessing. <laughs> To the reading of his holy word. Amen. Now, Paul is telling the body um, of Christ, Christians, believers, followers, how they should behave. And that's why we have the Bible, so we will know how to behave. And um, he starts out speaking, um, he said, but speak thou the things which become sound doctrine. Okay, now, when uh, when I was in Bible college, uh, they always told us to read, uh, the, the way the Bible was written, they said that um, read the first couple, the first one or two um, uh, scriptures before you get to it. So I'm going to go up to chapter 1, verse 15 and 16. It says, unto the pure, all things are pure. But unto them that are defiled and unbelieving is nothing pure, but even their minds and conscience is defiled. They profess that they know God, but in works they deny him, being abominable, abominable and disobedient and unto every good work reprobate. There are people out there. This is why Paul wrote this. There are people out there who are saying that there were followers, we love God, we're, we're believers, you know, we're in the body, but they're not living the life. They are, uh, their, pure, their purity is gone, they're full of defilement, amen. They have, the, it says, um, defiled and unbelieving is nothing pure. Their mind is, and their conscience is defiled. Their mind is, their right mind is gone, Okay. And they're not living the life. They're disobedient. disobedient. And he says, unto every good work reprobate. They have, they have, they're inconstant. They, they suffer inconstancy, um, hypocrisy. They've made up their own laws, their own ways of living. They have that just do it um, attitude. 
uh, some of you know what I mean by that. Uh, Alice, Alistair Crawley from years ago. Okay, just do it, whatever. There was to say, do as thou wilt. They have a witchcraft mentality. And there are people even sitting in the churches today that have a witchcraft mentality. So uh, Paul comes along and tells Titus, this is how we should act. He says, but speak thou the things which become sound doctrine. The things that you're speaking, <coughs> do they become, excuse me, sound doctrine? Can somebody listen to it and make something of it and live a better life? Verse 2, that the aged men be sober and great. The son doesn't say drunk telling fables. The aged men, if you're older, if you're an elderly person, you should have enough wisdom and enough knowledge to tell young people how to act, what to do, how to stay out of trouble, you know, how to handle their situations, their households, even their finances, anything, their wives. You know, you should be able to tell people how to handle their lives. You should be and uh, have enough wisdom and knowledge to help God out with his people. <laughs> Amen. Amen. He says, be uh, sober, grave. I mean, be serious. It's okay to have fun. You know, some people joke around, whatever, and it's okay, especially online. We do that once in a while, but be be serious. You know, encourage and uplift, yeah, you know, but be serious. Be temperate. Sound in faith, in charity, in patience. Sound in faith. I'll stop there. How many times do we hear, um, you know, where uh, preachers uh, have admitted that they stood in a pulpit for years and preached something that they didn't believe? It happens, folks. It happens every day. There are preachers out there preaching something that they really don't believe. What happened was the evil one came, and, and he planted his seed in their mind, and they allowed that seed to grow, and they began to turn their backs on Jesus. Once you turn your back on Jesus, he can't lead you. You put him behind you. Amen. In charity, in charity, in patience, help people. Amen. Spiritual love. You know, you, people don't want to know. That you love, okay, they want they want you to show them love. As I was saying earlier about the, the people who don't have mothers, you know, they need love. They need to be shown love, not uh, disdained or, or, or looked down upon or frowned upon. When you see that someone uh, who, who might not have been raised with a mother <coughs> has a certain way of acting that you might not agree with, you don't uh, put them in hell, you help them, you love them, you encourage them, you don't down talk them, amen, ask them what they need, ask them what's on their mind, let's help one another, folks, okay, the aged women likewise, now he's on the women, right, they, uh, that they be in behavior as becometh holiness, the, the, the women that we have today, uh, um, are they, uh, especially in the body of the, in the body of Christ, okay, in the church, are they acting holy? You see a lot of things nowadays that kind of make you question that, right? The clothing, the way that women dress nowadays, the way they're, they carry themselves, the language that they use, okay? Are they uh, trying to attract attention to themselves personally to feel better about themselves? Or are they attracting people to them so that people can learn about Jesus Christ? Are we attracting people to us? So, you know, so we could say, oh, you look cute. You're, you you always dress so nice, and your hair and your nails is always so done, and your clothes are sharp, honey. Okay, you know, 
But as people coming to us saying, you know, uh, you, you, I like how you talk about the Lord. I can really tell you love the Lord. Will you teach me something? You know, maybe we can get together and have coffee and study the Bible or something. Maybe I can come over. You can come over to my place and teach me something. There's things I need to know. How are they coming to us, ladies? Become holy. God says, you, you know, he wants you to be holy. He said, be, be ye holy for I am holy. And then says, not false accusers. Don't go around. It's too, too much of that going around. Everybody's accusing everybody. There's too many false accusers. People are saying, well, this one did this and this one did that. And, you know, like even me, I have people saying, accusing me of things. And, and some of them are right and some of them are wrong. But what they don't realize is the stuff that they're accusing me of happened 20 years ago. Or I have since asked the Lord to forgive me. And here you have people. Doesn't the Bible revelation say that the Satan is called the accuser of the brethren? And that's what happens. Satan is using them to continuously con- uh, condemn me for things that I have asked the Lord forgiveness of. The Lord forgave me years ago, forgave me a long time ago. And people are still bringing up something that I did. How about you? Did it ever happen to you? People are still talking about something you did years ago. And they, are, they should be forgiving us. Amen? Hallelujah. False accusing. You know, be careful of what you speak over somebody or about somebody because the enemy can be using you to falsely accuse them. Amen? Not given to much wine. Not, now, notice it doesn't say not given too much wine. It says not given to much wine. Okay, uh, abstinence, um, teachers of good things, amen. We don't want to, now. We have people. I understand that people are going out. Jesus told us in Matthew twenty uh, eighteen to twenty, go out and tell all the world about him. You know, but we also have to be careful. He said, be holy, be ye holy. Okay, and but we have to be careful of our actions, where we go, what we do. Okay, I can understand people that go to, you know, like lounges or bars or whatever, and they do their ministry or whatever, but you don't make it a habit and go all the time like the folks that, you know, in the world do. Okay, Um, people went to Jesus. The Bible says people thronged to Jesus. Jesus didn't have to go to people. People came to him. That's a word. Amen. (laughs) Uh, Teachers of good things. Okay teachers of good things, that they may teach the young women to be sober, to love their husbands, to love their children. What is wrong in the world today in our household is the fact that there are so many things that women have to do to keep the house going or things that women are doing uh, that are not uh, good for their households. Amen. You know, family is is first and God is first and foremost, and then family should follow. But nowadays, family is broken apart. We need maternal love. Speaking of maternal love, the man needs the mother's love. Your husband needs your love. Your children need your love. Okay. Um, there are people, their children, yes, sometimes your children may wow out, as they say. Your children, well, we even have um, the uh, examples in the Bible, whole stories on, you know, children that left home and, and acted up. But that doesn't mean you stop loving them. Don't. That's what the enemy wants. When you stop loving your child, he won. Keep praying for them. Keep loving them. 
Be the kind of mother that the child wants to come back home to. Amen. Are how, are we are we selfish? Okay. Are we uh, upset? Do we get our toes stepped on? Are we hurt because our child said something we didn't like or treated us in a way we didn't like? You know, whether my children, well, they did praise God, but whether my children said good uh, happy uh, happy Mother's Day to me this morning on, online. Okay, whether they said it or whether they didn't, I still love them. I still love them, uh, especially in a situation that I was raised in, a whole bunch of different homes with no mother. Okay, not really receiving, but throughout the years, God showed me how to love. And by the way, while I'm on this conversation, all you people that were in my past that I was supposed to love and didn't, I apologize. I didn't know how. So forgive me. There are people out there that don't know how. But I had my children. God helped me with my children. And now I know. See, we always blame other people. He was this. He was that. Or she was this. She was that. Well, what was you? Sometimes you just don't know how. Don't want to admit it. God helped me. Amen. Amen. To Verse 5. To be discreet. Keep the business to yourself. Don't tell everything, you know, and even sometimes God can show you something and it's just meant for you and not everybody else. You know, there's there's a fine line between prophecy and and knowing when to speak something and when not to. Chat, you know, not reading dirty magazines or watching other men's bodies or, you know, just keeping yourself to your family and not your man, you know, keepers at home, take good care of the house. Good. You know, you're, 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 you're to take, when God, when God made Eve for Adam, he made her as what? Adam needed a what? He needed help. He needed a helper. Eve came to help him. Amen. Be a good helper. Obedient to your own husband. Obedient. That's why, you know, a lot of people say, well, you know, women aren't supposed to preach. Well, they don't understand back in those days. That there are people who used to, there are women who used to actually, you know, the, the, men, the men used to sit on one side of the church and the women used to sit on the other side of the church, okay? And then the, some of the women would stand up and start telling their husband's business. They start talking too much. Amen? They weren't being obedient to their husband. They were embarrassing their husbands in public. Oh, Lord, have mercy. Oh, Lord, Lord. They were embarrassing their husbands in public. And that's why that was written that women should. Sit down and be quiet. <laughs> okay, it wasn't that in, in 2019 women shouldn't preach. It was for that time and still today. Okay, just don't tell all the household business. Be careful who you whisper to. Amen. And it says um, that the word of God be not blasphemed. It, it, people are looking at you and you're saying you're a Christian and you're a follower and you love Jesus, but you're not acting like one. And people are watching you and they're saying, oh, my. And the people of the world are like, well, why should I get saved if I can act like that? I'm acting like that now. What changes? You know? Verse 6, young men likewise exhort to be sober-minded. They're telling you right there. Have spiritual sanity. There are too many young men out there, and they're hearing stories, and they're hooking up with the wrong, there are all these cults. Oh, God, there's so many cults out there, 
I can't even begin to name what these young men are getting into and they're teaching it to one another instead of teaching each other to be right and to observe a God, a creator of all things. They're just coming up with all kinds of craziness, worldly craziness. Amen. So pray for our young men. Exhort to be sober-minded. Amen. A good example. In verse 7, in all things showing thyself a pattern of good works. A good, be a good example. I might not be perfect, but Lord knows I'm trying. I'm trying to do, the Bible says, whatever you do, do it as unto the Lord. I do things as unto the Lord. I'm not ashamed. If people don't like it, don't look. If they don't like it, don't listen. Amen. Because I'm going to praise and worship the Lord. Amen. Who helped me through all of these years. Okay. We won't say a number, but he helped me through all of these years. Amen. Be a good example in doctrine, uh, showing uncorruptness, gravity, and sincerity. Um, be sincere. Don't lie. Don't lie. Amen. Don't be corrupt. There are too many young men out here doing corrupt things and calling it good. Didn't the Bible say, and God knew it was going to happen, doesn't the Bible say that there are going to be people who are going to call good evil and call evil good? And that's where we're at right now. Oh, my God, we need help, Lord. They're calling evil good and they're calling good evil. And that's confusion. And in confusion, there is every evil work. Verse 8, sound speech that cannot be condemned, that he that is of the contrary part may be ashamed, having no evil thing to say of you. Um, Whenever you talk, take your time. Think about what you're going to say. Study it. Okay? Study what you're going to say. Take your time because people are listening. You Remember, you're an example. Amen? You are an example. And yes, a lot of us make mistakes. That's okay. God understands that. But he knows, he watches, and he knows when you're trying to be at your best to be a good example to others. Amen? Exhort servants to be. It's even talking about servants here, the people who are serving someone else in some kind of way. Okay? Um, Be good to your masters, to please them well in all things, not answering again. Don't give lip service. Don't argue with your boss. Amen. Do not argue with your boss. They are your boss for a reason. If you were all that in a bag of chips and you knew exactly how the company and everything was supposed to be run or the church, you would be in the head, right? Amen. Amen. Not purloining, but showing all good fidelity that they may adorn the doctrine of God our Savior in all things. Amen. Fidelity. Be real. You know, be real. So the people know that what you say, people will come to you purposely because they know they can get the right information from you. For the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men. God gave everybody grace. Okay, you might not like a certain person, but God gave them grace too. Amen. Grace uh, bringing salvation has appeared to all men. Jesus died for them too. No matter how you feel about somebody, Jesus died for them too. This is why Jesus tells us, pray for your enemies. You know, you might have a relative that just gets on your nerves or a neighbor or or someone in your job or something just gets on your nerves. But guess what? 
Jesus died for, for them too. Amen. Keep them in prayer. How many of us made the mistake of getting upset and saying something bad that we shouldn't have said? Jesus died for them too. Teaching, that, uh, teaching us that denying ungodliness, notice the word denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world. <clears throat> we are to deny anything that is not of Jesus Christ. We are to deny anything that will encourage, uplift, and edify the body of Christ or ourselves or our household. Are we denying? Are we rebuking the evil one when he comes? God, uh, Jesus loved Peter, too. But when the evil one tried to use Peter, Peter unknowingly, okay, said something um, from the evil one that was using him at the time, and he didn't know it. Jesus did what? He loved Peter, but at the same time, he rebuked that. Are we rebuking evil? Are we taking care of the household? Amen. Worldly lust. Amen. How many people nowadays are going out and, and chasing the dangly, shiny things? How many women nowadays are chasing things that God did not intend for them to chase? Are you waiting on the Lord? Especially you single women, you handmaiden, amen. Are you waiting on the Lord? Or are you going out there doing your own thing? Wait on the Lord. And he will renew your strength, amen. Looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God in our Savior, Jesus Christ. And I know for years, everybody's been saying, he's coming. He's on his way. He, it's, he's coming soon. He's coming. He's on his way. Jesus is coming. And what happens is the world gets so used to us saying this, they don't take it seriously anymore. And that's why the word says when, <clears throat> when Jesus comes, when the end comes, people are going to be still eating, laughing, talking, mar- getting married. And, and, and working, they're going to keep living as they're living because they were not, the bride was not prepared. They were the the, the uh, foolish virgins. They weren't prepared because they heard us saying it so many times they don't take it seriously anymore. Amen. We are to continue to look for that hope. I hope, I hope Jesus is my hope. He is the only reason that we keep living and, and, and being happy and smiling every day. Jesus is the only reason that we're making it the way we're making it right now. He is our hope. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. He gave himself for us that he might redeem us from all iniquity and purify unto himself. Get this, a peculiar people, zealous of good works. Yes, there are people out there doing a lot of things for the kingdom. They're trying to do as much as they can while they still have time. That's a good thing. That is a good thing. Amen. Amen. And he redeemed us. He purchased us to him. He bought us back. All those evil things that you were into, the evil life that you had, all the things that you used to do that you knew you had no business doing, Jesus, he, he 
saved you from all of that. He paid the price. You ever hear people, the songs, Jesus paid the price. He bought you. Be thankful. Do the work of his kingdom. Be thankful. Amen. Purify unto himself a peculiar people. We are supposed to be different. I know I know some people who, um, and I've seen them do it before, where they're kind of ashamed to admit they're Christian or, you know, or they're different. You know, we, we just don't want to be different. We don't want too many people to think we're weird. Well, we are weird. <laughs> you know, pardon my, pardon my word in there, but we are. We're peculiar. What do you think that means? We're different. We're different. You should be different than the world. Ladies, uh-oh, uh-oh, here we go. Ladies, you should be different than the world. You should be peculiar. You shouldn't have your chest hung out, your breast hung out. Your skirt shouldn't be so short that when you sit down, there's no material between your body and the chair. You don't need nine inches of heels. Can you walk through the desert with Jesus with nine inches of heels on your shoe? Ooh, Jesus, my mind. You don't need all that fake this and fake that. Now it's okay to beautify. Don't get me wrong. I'm not talking about you know, you know, people that enjoy it. I mean, they're not doing it for the sake of um, you know, looking like a Jezebel. Okay, women should enjoy yourself. Okay, we like colors and and makeup and stuff like that. Okay, you know, but don't the ones that go overboard. We have. To, I'm, I'm I'm just gonna come out there and say it. We have too many people who are placing themselves in high positions, uh, calling themselves being in high positions in the body of Christ, who are not dressed or act like the title that they are carrying. It is a mockery. It is mimicry. And God is not pleased with you because you're attracting people to you. You're attracting people to your looks. And not to Jesus Christ. And Jesus will not be outdone. Did you see the story on uh, online? I think it was well this past week where this man was was fasting. He uh, he, I think he fasted 30 days. He was trying to fast 40 or something, and he died. Okay, we all know fasting is important, and you don't necessarily have to fast 40 days. Jesus did that as an example for us because. He, he needed to at the time. He wanted to, and he wanted to let us know we can do it. But the man's problem was, and I saw it in the title when they put it on. He said he wanted to beat Jesus. So there you go. He said he, he didn't want. He wasn't fast in the fast. He said he wanted to beat Jesus. Never try to beat Jesus. Never Take the attention. I'm telling you, all those women, and men do it as well. Okay, I'm I'm on the woman here now. It's Mother's Day. We need to hear this. I'm telling you guys right now. Call me corny all you want to. I really don't care. Been there, done it. I've been called so many things. I really don't care anymore. Okay? Okay? That's why I can speak for God the way I do because I really don't care what the world thinks of me anymore. I don't care. Okay? But all you women out there that are calling yourselves uh, representing the kingdom, I'm going to ask you this question. 
can you look like that and say some of the things you say if Jesus came to you right now and said, let's walk around the city? Salem. Salem. Amen. It's a, it's a, it's a, a moment to think. Can you do it? Ladies, we gotta clean we gotta clean ourselves up. Okay? You have somewhere, a lot of you have somebody calling you mama. They wanna be proud of you. They wanna tell other people about you. They wanna be seen with you. They wanna be hugged by you. They wanna buy you gifts. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. They want that love back as well. Amen. Are you saved? Are you saved? Have you accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior so that you can live soundly, so that you can live freely and be bought and paid for, taken care of? I'm a kept woman. One thing I'm going to tell you on this Mother's Day, this chickadee is a kept woman. God keeps me. And you want to know I'm very, very pleased. And I'm very, very happy about it. And Jehovah Jireh is, yes, I'm bragging. Jehovah Jireh is my provider. There is no one in this world that can say that if it wasn't for them, I'd be nothing. Because God stepped in and he takes care of me. And if somebody does do something for me, he sent them. If you want to be kept. (laughs) Hallelujah. If you want to be kept, just say this. Hallelujah. Jesus, forgive me. Forgive me. I apologize for my ways. I accept you as my Lord and Savior, my teacher, my guide. Teach me your ways. Lead me. Speak to me. Come to me. I believe you died on a cross just for me. Yes, you did. And I believe you rose three days later. There's none like you, Jesus. Thank you. And amen. And if you just said that, God bless you. There are angels rejoicing in heaven right now. The Bible says angels rejoice in heaven over one person. Every time a person accepts Jesus as their Savior, they party in heaven. (laughs) Excuse me, right now they're having a party in heaven with your name on the border, okay, on the, the walls and and balloons everywhere, just having a good old time. Angels are singing. Harps are playing. God is smiling. And Jesus just gave you a kiss. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, get a Bible. Okay, be careful the Bibles you get, because nowadays they're taking out scriptures. Research that, okay? I use King James, King James Version. Um, they're taking out script, scriptures and, and, and whole chapters. <laughs> Be careful the Bible that you get. You just pop a Bible, start studying about Jesus, and find a wonderful church. Find a church. Remember now, there's no such thing as a perfect church, okay? None. 
There's no such thing as a perfect church, but find a church who teaches the Bible, Old Testament and New Testament. So when you get to the New Testament, you know why the Old Testament happened. Okay, there are things that happen in the Old Testament that teaches us why things are happening today. It's a, you know, it's one of the greatest stories. I hate to call it that because it's greater than that, but there's so many experiences in the Bible that will blow your mind. You will find things in the Bible and it's just like SMH, just shake my head. You can't believe some of the things that happened, but God put them there so that you can learn. Amen. Welcome to the body of Christ. Amen. To God be the glory. And I'm getting, my phone is blowing up here, guys. I, was, I can't I can't answer you guys. I, I've got Instagram, Twitter, and all kind of stuff going on here. Um, but and I can't get to you right now. But but I, I love you, and I appreciate you for coming coming on. And I hope that one thing I said, at least put it that way, at least one thing that I said helps somebody. Like I said, I'm not perfect, but I will deliver the word as many times as God tells me to. Amen. God bless you. God bless you and God keep you. Thank you for coming today. Go out there and enjoy that good food, y'all. Amen. Hallelujah. And don't eat too much. (laughs) Amen. God bless you. Thanks for coming on and listening. Hallelujah. To God be the glory, to God be the glory, to God be the glory for the things he has done. With his blood he has saved me, with his power he has raised me, to God be glory for the things he has done. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. Reverend Essie signing off.